RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Good evening, normal people. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks a lot for hanging out and joining us on this Tara Buster. We meet here on Saturday evenings from eh, around 8 p.m. now. The t- we have to be very flexible when we're talking about the liberal media because unless you, um, you, me, all of us, unless we get enough subscribers and, um, I should say, patrons, then we'll, we have to be flexible. So I, I appreciate the listeners and viewers of the show yeah, kind of meeting me where we're at because it's now, what is it, 814. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to build your day or something. If you're saying, oh, I'm going to watch Tara Buster at a certain time, it's, you got to be, we, we got to play it by ear. So become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And when we get enough patrons, we will have a daily show at a set time which means a lot. Uh, Otherwise, we got to keep playing it by ear. And that's the way it is with normal people. Well, patriots, liberals, normal people, you got to be flexible, really. So uh, we also have to be uh, eternal optimists. Optimists. (laughs) I can't talk. That's another thing you have to deal with when you're a viewer of the show. Um, sometimes I cannot talk. Wait, hold on. Ray, Ray, Ray. I just heard Ray crying. I didn't know why. Ray, 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 Ray. What are you doing? All right. As long as he is all right. All right. So tonight, well, let's, before we get going, before we dive in, because what I want to, I want to talk about CPAC. What else? Right. And what we're witnessing in CPAC really is um, we should be alarmed as alarmed as we were on January 6th when these freaks uh, participated in and incited and or incited in insurrection. Now, um, well, let's not forget. They want us, they want to cancel the insurrection, I suppose, or at least cancel the view of the American people uh, the way we view the treasonous traitors who are now all uh, getting together at CPAC to do what? To pat each other on the back for the hard work they've done destroying American democracy? We truly are living in alternate realities with these people. So... Uh, ever more uh, that's why I continue to say and stress the importance of what we're doing here to get the word out to to try to save whoever is reachable you know well, the, the morons at CPAC 99% of them are a lost cause dedicated to a lost cause which is not, it's not democracy. The, the, the lost cause is authoritarianism, the racist hierarchy and uh, the rich running everything and ruling everyone and everybody else knowing their place. We just, we're seeing the updated, the 2021 version of 
the lost cause. I mean, it is what what we're witnessing is it's shocking and appalling. And let me get into it in a second. But before I truly dive in, I want to tell you guys that, yeah, we did get a patron. So we want to give this person uh, the the accolades they so justly deserve and earned. And uh, I really appreciate the fact that tonight's show, tonight's Tower Buster, is brought to us by... Brian Shea! Well, that's a low applause. Okay. Thank you, Brian, for becoming a patron, for taking that extra step, going to patreon.com slash taradevlin and signing up to keep the show going and growing. More importantly, growing. So, Brian, we can't do it without you, and welcome aboard. Um, I hope that, uh, I hope you tip your waiters. I don't know. What the hell? Keep coming back. It works if you work it. So work it, you're worth it, Brian. All right. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat on YouTube. And thank you, Richard W., for your super chat. <laughs> Richard W. writes, another great show, Tara, which the show hasn't even really begun. But I need Richard. I need that kind of accolade for cheering me on. I need you in my head because it's a, it's a dark place in there sometimes. And you want to bring all the friends you can. You want to bring back up. Wait, hold on. Hey, 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 hey. The cat's going nuts. I don't know what's happening. All right, so you probably saw him. <laughs> Did you see him behind me? He's running behind me. Uh, you probably heard him, too, the little bell going by. All right. Let's see. Um, okay. This is what's disturbing couple of things first let's start with the fact that okay joe biden in the house the the coronavirus relief bill passed the house one hurdle but it uh there were two democratic representatives that voted against it so this is concerning why uh they we can't get complete unity uh, like the damn republicans do you're talking about pe about traitors outright fascist traitors that all walk in lockstep dragging us to uh, to, to treason they drag each other down they're still wedded to the big lie and we can't even get unity in the Democratic caucus to save this country. It's not just the um, coronavirus relief bill that we need that we need that we're that this that we're really talking about. Because without bold action, we're done. This country is done. If the Democrats don't fix what's broken right now. In this country, those filthy fascists gathering in CPAC, in the C the QPAC super spreader event, they will 
get power again, because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, of course, uh, pretend there's a big problem with voting in this country, and what they're doing is what, what they always do. Um, trying to block people from voting, trying to rig the elections for themselves, trying to ensure that people who are vote in a democratic uh, constituency, that, the, that they won't get the same access to the polls that the fascists do. So that's what we're up against. And what's driving me insane is the not only did these two Democrats vote against the coronavirus relief bill, it's by doing so, they're it's almost like they're pretending that the Republican Party has has any hope. They do they understand what just happened? It's it's um a collective unconsciousness right now. It feels like we're being dragged into it. On one hand, we're discussing and so and and the representatives, they understand too. They brought up articles of impeachment. They did impeach the freaking insurrectionist in chief. They carried it out. It was the Senate that didn't convict because they're irredeemable. The Republican Party is an irredeemable death cult. So they, we all, they witnessed the assault on the Capitol. They've lived through that. In spite of Donald Trump and the Republicans, they're still breathing and walking. Not for lack of them trying to be murdered. So what, what, are, what are we debating here? So on one hand, they're saying that they're, we, we're, they, they, what they're saying, excuse me for, you know, babbling a little bit, but what these particular Democrats are saying is that this isn't the emergency it is. The country is hanging by a precipice on, in so many avenues that what are we talking about? So you're, they're worried about what? A deficit? That it's not targeted enough? It doesn't have bipartisan support? Hold on. So on one hand, the Democrats seem to be fully aware that the Republican Party is an anti-democratic, is an existential threat to the American experiment in, in democracy. And then on the other hand, we're trying to reach across the aisle and get their support. Well, which is it? Are they, a, a, are they the existential threat to democracy? Or do you really want to work with them? I, I don't see how we can find middle ground with traitors who are still peddling the big lie. The big effing lie that got Officer, uh, I can't remember his name now, the, the one who died at the Capitol, who, that, that caused the insurrection. 
And it's only just begun. It's not over. Do you understand that they're in CPAC right now? And tomorrow, Twitler, uh, well, if you're listening on Progressive Voices, this is tomorrow. And Twitler already, already spoke, I suppose. But tomorrow, well, this is Saturday night we're recording. But um, tomorrow, Twitler will be given a platform to spread his big lie again. And they will find, you'll find a, a home with the traitors. So I'm, I'm very concerned about the Democratic Party, as I've always been. We all know that Democrats, the thing that's the most annoying thing about the Democrats is that they don't fight. People want a fighter. They want people to go to the mat for them. And that's one thing you could say about the Republicans. They, they, are, uh, they certainly give the appearance of fighting. And it's easy, it seems, easier to get them to vote in lockstep. But we're talking about, I mean, it's easy for, for the, the Republicans to vote in lockstep about things there they like for example in uh during obama when he would give them their policies right back at them and they would all vote no because that's what they decided to do so what what's with this democratic party um do we understand well i guess we don't understand maybe that's why i'm here to tell the democratic party that it's um it's not about uh, bipartisanship. We, you're not negotiating with Eisenhower's Republican Party. We're re- resting, W-R-E-S-T, resting democracy from the jaws of fascism. So it would be helpful if the Democrats, in my opinion got in front of a camera, but of course, I, 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 when I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm saying to myself, it will never happen because they just don't, Democrats just don't behave like this. But it would be, it would be helpful if they, every time they got in front of a camera, they reminded the American people that there is only one pro-America, pro-democracy party, small d Democratic Party, There is only one pro-America party in this country right now, and that is the Democratic Party. The Republican Party is the party of traitors. There's no getting around that. They are liars. They fomented an insurrection. They're all a bunch of insurrectionists. And they have no redeeming quality. So why are you trying? Why are you trying to rehab them? And why? How dare you, Democrats, the two Democrats who voted against the coronavirus relief bill? How dare you? What? Do you realize what's going on? Who the hell? Wait, I'm trying to get the guy's names. I had it. I can't find it. Voted... Who are these Democrats? These two Democrats voted on on a paltry $1,400 stimulus check. 
whoopee doopy whoopee freaking doopy uh 1400 one one off you know in other countries they get they'll get $1400 a month at least we went through all of uh, the relief packages all over the world and the united states of course sucks we're always getting the short end of the stick here in the United States of Serfs and Lords and the American people, I guess, you know, the representatives aren't, they, they don't seem to be that afraid of the populace because they, they're, they nickel and dime us to death in the middle of this pandemic. So we're on the verge of the third Republican Great Depression in a hundred years. We just witnessed um, we well, we were on the precipice of fascism. We dodged, we temporarily dodged that bullet by electing Joe Biden um, and not the outright autocrat. But what 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 what's our priority here? Do do we understand that the Democrat? I mean, first of all, the the country. If there is no, um, if there's no big change in this country if the american middle class whatever's left of the middle class which is below 50 percent of the population if this uh the majority of the american people the the ones living check to check who can't say four hundred dollars if there are not no big changes that we could see not this mealy mouthed um targeted bullshit there will be another fascist takeover in this country. So I suggest that all of the people who are listening to this show and, uh, and tell your friends, too, to call every, all your representatives and tell them, what are you, to, what are you doing? Are you, um, are you aware that, we, that the American experiment is um, hanging by a thread here, that they're, that the greatest threat to American democracy is the Republican Party? Th that's it. No outside entity could have done as much damage. No terrorist did as much damage to this country as the Republican Party has. So it makes me sick to see these, well, here, here's the, the Democrats vote against a, 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 a package, a, a rescue package in the middle of this catastrophe. Because if nothing is done, it's going to get worse. It's going to be over. So how dare we get defectors Voting against the, the help, voting against something, helping the American people, a, a lifeline. Oh, my God. Kurt Schrader and Jared Goldman, Oregon's Kurt Schrader and Maine's Jared Golden, crossed party, party lines and voted to reject the stimulus bill. It's not a stimulus bill. It's a rescue package rescue we're not stimulating anything we're trying to save the american people from sliding into the third Re republican great depression in a hundred years jesus christ
And, okay, yeah, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I keep forgetting. I forget a lot. I wish I could forget that I live with the Republicans sharing the same air. I don't know. Uh, the stimulus bill known as the American Rescue Plan, which would provide $1,400 checks to millions of Americans. And then the other gut punch is the parliamentarian ruling against the $15 minimum wage being in reconciliation. Just think about that, too. How we have to bet... It's been years, decades, since the American people have had a raise. How many billionaires have we made during this pandemic? Let's see. Pandemic. Even every time I um, listen to corporate media and they talk about how there's a new vaccine, a new coronavirus vaccine, there's a new... Uh, these vaccines belong to us. The, the, they don't belong to um, Moderna or Pfizer. But, hey, this is capitalism, I suppose. So anybody, you can, you can, you can make a buck off of people's miseries, go for it. Does it matter if the whole world is shut down? It's unbelievable. So let's see. According to yeah, inequality.org, billionaire wealth, U.S. job losses, and pandemic profiteers. Billionaire wealth grows $1.3 trillion since mid-March. As the U.S. crosses the threshold of half a million dead from the COVID pandemic, the nation's billionaires continue to reap extraordinary financial gains. After 11 months of pandemic misery where millions have lost their jobs, health, and wealth, total, total U.S. billionaire wealth increased $1.3 trillion. It's, this is an increase of 44%. As of the market close on Friday, um, February 19th, the country's 664 billionaires now have a combined wealth of $4.3 trillion. That's up from just $3 trillion in March of 2020. These findings are based on Forbes data compiled by Americans for Tax Fairness. March 18th is used as the unofficial beginning of the crisis because by then most federal and state economic restrictions responding to the virus were in place. March 18th was also the date that Forbes picked to measure the billionaire wealth. Okay, billionaires, 1.3 trillion pandemic wealth gain alone could pay for over two-thirds of President Biden's proposed COVID rescue package, which congressional Republicans have attacked as too costly. Because it's never, um, you, if, if they were talking about those 664 billionaires, Katie bar the door, there would be nothing they would, wouldn't do to ensure that those billionaires got whatever they needed, including a reach around from Ted Cruz and anybody else who would lie. He would have to take a number, that's for sure, because they would all line up 
and fillete the 664 of them, literally and figuratively. But when it comes to the American people, it's not targeted enough. You know, the people who will actually spend the money and the people who do do the work that make the world go around. You know? But they, there's no respect for the American people. Of course not. And there's no... They don't fear the American people. They don't they fear us. Except, I mean, the Republicans don't really fear us. They, they fear democracy. They don't fear us. That's why they're destroying democracy. They fear their donors, which really are their, their masters. Money in politics is the root of all of this evil. Yes. Why? How dare any Democrat? I mean, you expect this from Republicans. Of course you do. But not the damn Democrats. To nickel and dime the American people while we're hanging by a thread and to pander and to to, uh, nitpick who's getting it, who deserves it. Oh, the undeserving uh, people, right, might get some some undeserving few might get an extra $1,400. They don't deserve it, though. This kind of language makes me sick. They don't deserve the $1,400. Who does, what, what do the 664 billionaires deserve? Did they deserve another tr- over trillion dollars? But somebody... Some worker might get an extra $1,400 that they don't deserve. And that's why we should really target our relief bill. You wouldn't want to give up, give out too much relief, you know? Because then you're um, cultivating dependence. You know how it is, the working poor are so, you don't want to make them dependent on um, government. This is the same old ling- language, lingo, um, anti-human, anti-working uh, class, uh, whatever, the bullshit they used to peddle in all of the um, abhorrent times in history. The first Gilded Age. This is the same language. Who deserves it? Who is deserving of relief? Should we bother? It makes me... It's, it makes me sick. But it also makes me uh, entirely concerned. Because I'm sick of it. First of all, I'm sick of the Democrats playing into this game, this divide-and-conquer game. Um, what's with you? What, 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 who is this Kurt Schrader and Jared Gold, Golden? Let's see. Golden, who represents Maine's 2nd Congressional District, has argued that finalizing the stimulus package will take weeks in the House, should approve... And the house, wait, wait, will take weeks, and the house should approve funding for vaccines 
and pro and PPE first. You son of a bitch. You're talking. Um, this is a little too late. We need to talk. We need to walk and chew gum. He said, and when it comes to investments that can speed up vaccination programs and our capacities to test around the country, that should come first. Well, it should. So that means that you're going to block this. You're going to use your vote to say no. We should simultaneously be able to continue building a response plan to other needs out there, like looming deadline for unemployment. But these things shouldn't be mutually exclusive. Shut your filthy, clueless mouth. Golden has served in Congress in, since 2019 and has been arguing for weeks that the budget reconciliation process will take too long while urgent action is needed to tackle the pandemic. He also opposed passing the stimulus package without bipartisan support. How dare you? Oh, yeah, because we need to get the support of the traitors, you see, who will leave you on the battlefield every single time. We want to get support from the traitors who for a year tell the American people that the pandemic was, was a dream, that it was, um, it, they wouldn't have to worry about it. No, we, no, nothing to see here. We don't have any pandemic here. There's one case. That's what Twitter said. And all of the minions fanned out across the fascist media to, to repeat the lie, the big lie. Well, that, that was the big lie at the time. Unbelievable. Without bipartisan support. That's what these freaking Democrats are worried about. They want to get support from the traitors. The ones who voted to, to let the traitor who incited the insurrection, let that big lie peddling wannabe dictator, con man, traitor, off the hook that caused the death. It's a, it was a deadly insurrection. I know that the Republicans want to play it down. They, this is what happens. This is what they do. That's why being a Republican means never saying you're sorry, never having to say you're sorry. Apologize for a deadly insurrection? Apologize for the big lie? Please. We're still waiting for them to apologize for everything else they've done to this country. Well, they'll never apologize. They'll never take responsibility. In order to be remorseful, you have to take responsibility. So they'll never apologize. Will they apologize for lying us into a war of choice? No, of course not. That killed people? They don't give a shit. Who's dead? Who's hanging by a thread? Who's sick? How this country is, uh, you know, how it had so much potential. Well, that's what's heartbreaking to me, that the, the, the um, promises in our founding documents, although never actualized, they have a lot of potential. 
That's what the Republicans are afraid of. But I can't, I'm going to choke on this bipartisan bullshit. This need for bipartisanship? Are you fucking kidding me? Excuse my language. Are you kidding me? You understand, Democrats. What is it? Is the Republican Party, um, are they a bunch of traitors? Yeah, or not. Yes, they're traitors. They voted for a con man twice who lied about the election, who instigated a white nationalist mob and a bunch of other traitors to assault the capital, the, the seat of government, and murder people. All, everything that the Republicans have ever stood for is, was, is always, I mean, to me, it's always been a blatant hypocrisy and lie, but it was right there in our faces. And then they voted to acquit him, the one guilty of it. There's nothing more disgusting here. Well, here's, uh, well, remember what Mitch McConnell said. There's no question, none, that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. <laughs> wow. But then... If the president was the party's nominee, would you support him? Uh, the nominee of the party? Absolutely. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no question, none, that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of the day. There's no question, but will you vote for him again? Of course I will. What do you mean? One thing shouldn't have anything to do with another. What? Um, inciting a deadly insurrection and spreading a big lie that incites a deadly insurrection? Um, that shouldn't be a bar for being the Republican standard bearer. In fact, that's a, that's a plus to them. They graduated from lying us into a war. Uh, what's going to stop them? There was no responsibility then. There was no accountability for lying us into a war. I remember at the time saying, this, and, and of course, Obama, look forward. We're going to look forward, not behind. While the Republicans are stabbing us in the back. There's no accountability for being a Republican, no matter what you do. Being a criminal. Being an anti-democratic, the existential threat to the country. There's nothing you can't do if you're a Republican. You can murder cops and then go out and say, blue lives matter, without a hint of irony. Because they don't have and any morality it doesn't matter to them what they say and what they what they do what matters to them is ingratiating themselves the leadership 
of the Republican Party. That's all they care about is making themselves rich and powerful and stepping on the necks of the rest of us. They don't care. What, uh, they have no um, allegiance to America. They don't care about the American experiment, what it means, what, they, what, what a uh, democracy, what, a, what an aberration in world history. Which is that, 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 what am I saying? That, it's, I'm saying it wrong, that democracy is a rarity and it needs to be protected. But they don't give a shit. They've had it so confused. What is? What are they protecting? They're to the morons who follow them and vote for these traitors. They say, "Oh well, we are protecting freedom." That's it. It's fr- we're freedom. We love freedom here. Freedom to what? What does that mean? Well, you get to say the N word. You walk through Walmart with an M16. That's your, you're free. You can deny baking a cake for somebody. That's all it is to them. It's not the uh, they they have no um, knowledge of Western civilization except they only know about the, well as far as the Proud Boys are concerned. They think that it gives them permission to be um, assholes and racists. That's what. That's it. That's what they've learned from Western history. That's it. And, but as far as in the Enlightenment or what a democracy is, they have no interest in that. As we can see. I'm not, it's not just me talking. You know, one of the things when I was watching the CPAC more the the rogues gallery of of professional victims that they have parading through CPAC, it, it just struck me, you know, that who are they? like these people have zero to offer and they they're not the other thing is is that they're not specific about what they're talking about for the most part. They'll say uh, they just have such broad generalizations about their own victimhood and how they've been canceled supposedly. And, um, and it's like a Mad Libs uh, for morons where they grab certain phrases and they just throw it in. And of course it's heavy, heavy grievance. They're not doing anything positive. They're, they're, they're cultivating hatred and ignorance against their fellow Americans and by claiming the mantle of victimization. But they don't really have, they don't really have anything. There's no substance, of course. I mean, it's not like this show when we talk about Josh Harley and I say he's a traitor okay we but we bring the proof right so they don't they'll just say things now it's hunter biden's laptop and what's this whole thing about china joe biden supposedly in in bed with china 
Who's the one that has Chinese patents? Who's the one that supplicates themselves to China? And anybody else who wouldn't stand up to, uh, to, for democracy? Uh, that's what Twitter did. He couldn't say anything negative or anything that, or show support for the pro-democracy uh, protesters in Hong Kong. Couldn't do that. But supposedly it's Joe Biden who's somehow, I don't get it. I just do not get it. How? I, it's like they figure out or they decide, okay, we're going to say this. Joe Biden is, he's um, a Chinese puppet. And he's also confused. So now run for go. Fan out all over Fox News and whoever else, OAN, and this is what we're going with. Don't worry about reality. We got the we fix the facts around reality. I'm confused about it. Tell me, does anybody understand this whole uh, thing? I don't feel like it's grabbing hold of the American consciousness that Joe Biden is somehow a, a Chinese puppet. I, and it's like, I guess it's also part of the whole Republican way that they accuse their enemies of being the very thing of which they are guilty. They're disgusting. Oh, that's a good cue for music. Yeah. And thank you, Slow Tree, for your super chat. Hopefully, New York prosecutors will do their job and send Trump right into jail. I know. I can't wait. I can't wait to read the tax returns. That's going to be great. Because you know he's not rich, he's a goddamn con man. He's a grifter. You know he's not as rich as he says he is. And he can be in serious trouble tax-wise. And his, his bitch daughter and, and uh, bitch son. Sons, both of them. Here, look. Let me say something here. Look at the CPAC lineup. Let's see. Speakers. What a joke. This is just say it's it really rem- it reminded me of open mic night too like a rarely bad open mic where people are just drunk and angry and they have nothing f- interesting to say especially Donald Trump Jr. Oh my god. Let's see. A lot of white faces of course. Oh my god, John Voigt is going to speak. Ew, Donald Trump Jr. You know what's so sad about him, too, is when he's speaking or whenever any of them, well, especially him, I'm talking about him specifically now, but it's so clear that he he's just trying to get his daddy to love him. He is such a, 
it's clear to me, I don't know about you, but it, he looks unhealthy and he looks like he's suffering. I don't care because he's a traitor, but, and he also doesn't have the um, courage to get help. He's, he's a, I mean, we know the, we've, if you read Noel Caster's Twitter feed, who worked on the, on the apprentice and we read an article by him where he discussed Donald Trump's drug use and Donald Trump Jr. And one of the things he tweeted recently was that he couldn't believe how um, Donald Trump Jr. got away with Secret Service protection for the last four years while walking around with an eight ball in his pocket. But... And then he tweeted, well, then it doesn't surprise me thinking about that's what Donald Trump did uh, in regard to the NYPD. So he would walk around with drugs and the NYPD would protect him. But, oh, my God, what are these? I didn't see this part. Breakout sessions. Breakout sessions. That's got to be really an abomination. Wait, hold on. Look, look at all these white people. Charlie Kirk, all these people. I'm. I, this is when I get annoyed at life. Cause I'm like, look at this freaking guy, Scott Pressler. He's got, you know, um, you know, a podcast like I do, but it gets me mad. They get support. I whatever. I'm not gonna. Look, Wayne Dupree, a couple of black people, or darker pigment people. Ted Cruz. Oh, my God. Wow. What a sick bunch of... I didn't know there were so many sick people in the world, but then they go and do this and have a CPAC. Every year it gets worse. And I guess we were always heading in this direction since the Republican Party has always been a party of con artists. The whole thing has been a con from the get-go. They've had to con since the first Gilded Age. They've had to con the American people into thinking that they're the democracy, the pro-American democracy party. But it's always been a con. The whole agenda of the Republican Party is to funnel more money into the hands of people who don't need it or wouldn't spend it. Oh, and then in my head, I hear, I'll hear the conservative, because this is the way they argue. They'll say, well, it's not you, their money. It's, it's not your money. It's their money. It's their, it's not their money. It's... I'm talking about yes you can create you can have a business and become wealthy but what are the dues that you have to pay to the civilization in which you live so it's our yes yes if somebody got rich let them be rich there were rich people um all throughout our history there were rich people in the great prosperity FDR was the in the American aristocracy. But to tell you how far we've fallen, 
FDR and his inherited wealth, his entire trust fund was $25 million in today's dollars. Okay? So that was an incredibly large fortune. I think you'd be able to get by on $25 million. But do you need, does anybody need a billion dollars? I, I don't think so. And in fact, the reason uh, we want to tax the bloated fortunes, as Teddy Roosevelt called them, another person who, li- who was born into wealth, who understood that you can't have democracy and concentrated wealth at the same time. But the bloated fortune, you, um, there is a, the, the, the state, the culture, I mean, well, the community, not just the culture, I mean, wrong word, the community has a vested interest in ensuring that the bloated fortune doesn't become more powerful than the state itself and threaten us all. And that's what we're seeing now. And it's about time for the Democratic Party. Of course, the Republican Party is a lost cause. And anybody, but the Democratic Party and anybody normal, uh, a patriot who um, can listen and can understand that we have to understand this fundamental, basic truism about uh, about democracy. You can have concentrated wealth. You can have democracy, but you can't have both. And here's <laughs> what's interesting here. Um, and amongst all these speakers, Kimberly Guilfoyle has no... She doesn't, she doesn't even have a descriptor. It just says Kimberly Guilfoyle. What does she do? They don't even know at CPAC. So they know that Dana Loesch is a talk radio host, but they don't know what, what the hell does Kimberly Guilfoyle do? She, she sleeps with Donald Trump Jr. She's, she was the other woman in Donald Trump Jr.'s marriage. And now, hey, now they cross the country, making the world safe for authoritarianism. Kimberly Gulfoyle. Let's see. Mother, sister, patriot, proud American. Oh my God. Wow. She lets that climb on top of her. How much do you have to hate yourself to do that? Oh. That was an ad. I didn't mean to play. Oh my God. The best is yet to come. Really? Hold on a second. Let me get these ads out of the way. Okay, so Josh Harley. Here, this is what, what really pissed me off. And this is another example of what, of uh, the fact that the Republican Party is irredeemable. And we better watch out for Josh Harley, because you know 
if this was 1932 Germany, you know what he would be doing. He'd be walking around in a brown shirt. He'd be goose-stepping along. He'd be all in on uh, making Germany great again. That's who he is. Here's his, him bragging about being a traitor. You know, on January the 6th, I objected during the Electoral College certification. Maybe you heard about it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's no... I, legally and peacefully, I want to punch him in the face. Legally and peacefully. There is no more legally and peacefully punchable face, legally and peacefully, than that. Than somebody who... Hey, um, you might have... You maybe you have you heard of me from such treasonous acts as the January sixth insurrection. Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> hey guy and and what S answer me this in what functioning civilization Do, 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 does, do the insurrectionists get together and have a convention where they continue to, to lie and they brag, brag about being a traitor because that's who Josh Harley is. And he's, but I'm just doing what the Democrats did. No, you're not. That's the other thing that pisses me off about these filthy Republicans. Of course, the like children, this is what they do. I'm just doing what Johnny did, what Betty did. Well, what about Pete? He took a cookie, too. But if they're so concerned and they want to, well, if they're such followers of what Democrats do, then why don't they stop being fascists and start voting for things that the American people can use and need and not just funneling more money into the top, into your billionaire coffers? They're so concerned, or not concerned, or they're so wedded to everything the Democrats, well, the Democrats, they uh, objected. It's a little different. No Democrat said the election was stolen. There is voting anomalies and irregularities in uh, dead people voting and illegals vo No Democrat ever stood up and said that the election was stolen. When the goddamn election was stolen. That's what's so annoying. When Bush v. Gore, when the friggin' Supreme Court handed the country to George W. Bush despite receiving fewer votes, what did uh, Al Gore said? Well, although I deeply... How did he put it? Although I deeply um, disagree with the Supreme Court decision, I respect it. And they played 
the, the, you know, the montage of Democrats saying, I'm, I object. They're talking about the electors, you freak. Do you have a senator? Have you found a senator to um, sign on to this objection? No. Oh, well, that's what happened. Josh Hawley signed on to the House's objections based on the big lie. He had nothing to object for. Not at all. There wasn't a thing because everything that they were talking about, they knew that Joe Biden won the election and they lied to their morons, the stupids. Although all Republicans aren't stupid, all stupids are Republican. You see, it works. So it's not the Jerry, Jerry Raskin or uh, what's his name? Raskin. Representative, yeah, Jamie, not Jerry. Jerry Nadler or Jamie Raskin. When he, they played that video of, of uh, Raskin getting up and saying, I object to these electors because Josh Harley's and all the Republicans, well, the Democrats do it. Well, the Democrats also don't let people starve in the streets. So maybe you should try following that example for once. But not that the Democrats are perfect. Believe me, I get it. But when Jerry, when, I mean, Jamie Raskin stood up and said, I object to these electors, he was objecting because the electors themselves, it wasn't objecting about the entire election, by the way, but he was objecting to these particular electors who were holding two positions at the same time, and that was against the rules. But it doesn't matter. Do never, never, never let the the pesky truth get in the way of the big lie, Republicans. The real problem in this country, we know. We, I've had problems throughout the whole my whole life of political awareness with the electronic voting machines in this country. That all of a sudden we start to see phenomenon known as redshift. Redshift. There's never a blue shift, though. All of the the anomalies in counties where people vote on the electronic voting machines. They always shift to the to the Republican com- column. But if the Republicans, they got a problem with electronic voting machines, great. Let's go back to paper ballots. But their problems with voting, that's not about. It's not about securing the elections. Their problem is that too many people get to vote. Not the right people, quote unquote. Only the uh, you know the, the the fact is we know that the democrat the demographics are against the republicans, and they know it. So this year at CPAC, instead of having seminars on, aren't you tired of being called a racist when you know you're not? They're having seminars on how to stop people from voting all in the under the guise of saving America and Trump right now. So tomorrow he's going to 
give us his list of grievances, but he's that he's already fundraising. You realize this is just another scam. Like the Trump network vitamin scam, like the multi-level marketing vitamin scam, like the Trump stakes, like whatever Trump bullshit he could slap his name to. He found a real easy game when he, I don't know. He must have, he, he must have been kicking himself thinking, why didn't I do this sooner? exploiting the 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 corrupt american electoral system i mean the whole the election uh, everything about donald trump is a con but the the fact is the american experiment was on life support to begin with so of course this scumbag will come in this parasite and exploit the broken ass system it wasn't working for the majority of people, but as evidenced by the fact that 80% of the American people are living check to check. So his being involved in, in politics, as we know, I mean, just as we know, all you got to do is look at the pandemic. Look at the fact that the scumbag, the traitorous scumbag, Putin puppet, tax-cheating grifter did nothing but lie about the pandemic because that's all he can friggin' do. That's all the Republican Party is. And they're, and they're in... They're worshipping this con man. It's sickening. I, I, it's hard to even find the words. This is nothing but a ruse. Here, look. Save America. New site coming soon, but you can donate right here. Donate to my official leadership pack and save America. Look at this shit. This program is vital to supporting Republicans across the nation and stopping the radical left. Why that's capital? I don't know. And we cannot succeed without the ongoing... <laughs> wait, wait. This is a real sentence. This program is vital to supporting Republican cons across the nation and stopping the radical left, and we cannot succeed without the on. This is a real sentence. This program is vital to supporting Republicans across the nation and stopping the radical left. And, and, we cannot succeed without the ongoing generosity of our party's most valued and loyal supporters. This is, who wrote this? Oh, it's a, this is why we're so stupid in this country. Because one of the major parties thinks that this is a good sentence. They think that this is grammar or English. They don't... These people, they want you to speak English because they can't. Maybe if you spoke English, they would learn something. I don't know. It's shocking. Speak English. Start with Republicans first. This program is vital. What program? This is another thing, right? 
Then we're all supposed to fill in the blanks. This is what Republicans do. Well, that's the whole con man game, though. They they really uh, they allow you to um, they become whatever you want them to be. So this program, okay. If I'm a average Joe Republicans, I'm like, oh well, this is great. I love this program. No, not that. I mean, because it's the program I have in my own head. I don't know what this program is. All I see is donate here. This program? What program? What are you programming? Is vital. Yeah, it's the program, quote unquote, is vital to lining Twitler's pockets. This is his his game. You stupid morons. This is like the Trump Network vitamins. You understand? It really is. Vital to supporting Republicans across... It's very hard for me to say Republicans now, I have to say. It sounds unnatural to me. Because I say Republicans. It sounds better. That's them. Republicans. Catch on. I hope this catches on. Like, I hope the other things that we talk about catch on. Like, liberals are patriots. Like, shut your filthy mouths, you conservative Democrats looking for bipartisanship. When do we, um, listen, 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 listen. If I ever need to be, um, if I ever need to meet a traitor halfway... Uh, I expect somebody to stop me to stand up and say, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a traitor you're meeting. You don't meet traitors halfway. And I don't mean trading, like trading cards. Traitors. Oh, we don't have enough bipartisan trader support. You see? We're trying to do something. Like, it's called democracy. American democracy. Well, what, what's, let's get the support of the people who just tried to overthrow the American democracy. We don't have enough of them. I swear to God, what will history say about, I know what they'll say about the Republicans, but what will they say about the Democrats who helped them, who enabled them, who didn't stand up to them? History is screaming at us, saying, listen to the warnings. Listen. You don't have another chance. This is your one shot, America. Democrats, people who believe in democracy and believe in America, this is your one shot to, to save this country. And then maybe actually have uh, a functioning democracy. Uh, let's let's finish the work of reconstruction and en- ensure that another filthy, disgusting con man with his Trump Network vitamins or his Trump Network 2021 sustaining membership Save America pack. Somebody like that never rises again. But 
what are we going to do um, with these filthy, stupid Dems who, who pine for the support of traitors? We want to meet the traitors halfway? I'm sorry. I know Joe Biden said he wants to be the president for all people. Well, you could be the president for all people without being the president for traitors. And I'm glad that Joe Biden is saying that, for example, in the um, coronavirus rescue package, he's saying that, well, for example, over 70% of the American people want this package to pass. And um, being bipartisan doesn't mean reaching across to Republicans in Congress. Being bipartisan means passing bills and legislation that the American people want. That sounds pretty logical to me. So, reaching across to to the, what? To the traitors? To the ones who leave you on the battlefield? To the friggin' Ted Cruz's? Who fly to Cancun? To the Josh Harleys? Who's bragging? You might know me from such insurrectionists as uh, January 6th. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, the, the website continues. We're showing President Trump an updated membership roster before the end of the year, and we want to make sure before... I think they copied this from somewhere. The end of the year. They must have copied and pasted this. There's no doubt. I don't know who wrote this, wrote this first sentence, but it's definitely a Republican. We're showing President Trump an updated membership roster before the end of the year, and we want to make sure your name is at the very top. Because, yes, that will make me... That's how you know they're suckers, you see? Because they think that Trump is going to get a list of people's names. Like, he gives a shit about your name. Too bad he didn't get a list of people who, uh, at the top of the list, uh, the people that he stiffed, that he didn't pay, that he left holding the bag whenever he skipped town on his bills. Too bad he didn't get a list of those people who were left out. Or how about all of the Social Security recipients who he attacked in uh, rent-controlled apartments because he wanted them to go die or go live on the streets as long as he could get rid of them and up the um, prices, up the rent prices. I mean, that's who he is. That's somebody, that really sounds like somebody who loves America. That's your working-class hero. Your blue-collar billionaire, which makes me want to vomit. That they even gave him that. And you know why they could say that? Because they count on the stupidity of the American people. And they also know that the American people are too damn dumb and divided to to challenge them on anything. Please contribute any amount immediately to get on our updated list of patriots. Oh, God. You're not patriots. How many times do I have to explain this? You're not a patriot if you're a traitor. It, you're, you're not a patriot. 
if your whole reason for for doing whatever you do is to drink your the tears of your fellow Americans, you're not a patriot. Okay? You're also a very sick person. Well, that's what you got to be to be a Republican. That's really the truth. Although all, okay, we could do it again. Although all Republicans aren't sick people, all sick people are Republicans. It works. It works again. <laughs> oh my God. Holy shit. Who is this fucking idiot? There's somebody, if you're not on Rockfin, go join Rockfin. Let's see. Rockfin.com. And R-O-K-F-I-N.com. And become a something. Become a something. I'm just looking at Rockfin. And there's somebody there who's annoying me. Bam, 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 bam. I'll be right back. All right. Let me say, excuse me. Excuse me for clearing my throat in your face. Where's Josh Harley? You know, on January the 6th, <clears throat> I objected during the Electoral College certification. Maybe you heard about it. <laughs> Maybe you heard about my... I did. I stood up. Yeah, I did. Me. And all my traitor, tra traitorous, treasonous friends. The Proud Boys, the Boogaloo incels. I stood up. And I said, I said. Oh, my God. We ought to have a debate about election integrity. Wow. Wow. Is that what you said? Or did you put your fist in the air like a good little fascist? Unbelievable. Yeah, I did it. Me. I'm Josh Harley. I, I'm, uh, you might have remembered me. You might have known or seen me at uh, your local insurrection. But he also, here's what's also interesting, well, not interesting, but typical about Josh Harley. When the House, he's also, he's upset that the House is having hearings about, I mean, or, or there are, well, Nancy Pelosi wants a 9-11 style commission about what happened in the insurrection. Josh Harley is like... When Mitch McConnell was told, well, 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 when he heard that he was being called Moscow Mitch and he was all upset by it, Josh Harley also is upset. He doesn't like being called a traitor. Were you Pelosi has asked retired Lieutenant General Russell Honore. Speaker Pelosi has asked retired Lieutenant General Russell Honore to lead an immediate review of capital security in light of the attack. Uh, the general has said that the leadership of the Capitol Police, that'd be you, Mr. Sund, and both of you, Ooh. gentlemen, the House and Senate sergeants at arms, he's criticized you for, and I'm quoting now, the appearance of complicity. Can you believe it? 
and also said I've never that been you were so insulted by my own actions. actions. Those are his words during the attack. Mr. Sund, were you complicit in this attack on January? Oh, how outrageous. I resemble that remark. I love the indignation. Thanks. Absolutely not, sir. I've heard those comments as well, and I think it's disrespectful to myself and to the members of the uh, Capitol Police Well, is it disrespectful, I guess, getting to the bottom of the treasonous actions of the right wing? It's just disrespectful. We need to, uh, it's either uh, it's too soon or um, how dare you. This, I mean, all you got to do is watch Law and Order. And you see the liars when they're caught in the lies. They're all they they grab onto that righteous indignation. How dare anybody call me a traitor? Uh, my my uh, for for being a traitor, for inciting an insurrection. Are you complicit? Well, what about the Capitol Police who were telling these people, giving them directions, wearing? Make America Great Again hats. In fact, the other cap- other Capitol Police said that they were concerned about certain members of the Capitol Police. Oh, God. Mr. Mr. Irving, were you complicit in the attacks on January 6th? Absolutely not, Senator. Yeah, I, I th- I, of course. Oh, none of well, you were. that There's settles it then. No evidence to that effect. And Mr. Sun, I think your comments no are appropriately evidence. taken to allege that you, any of you, were complicit in this violent mob attack on this building, I think is not only. Ex- well, I, uh, I could see how righteously angered you are. So you must not be complicit. I, I completely apologize for taking you at your, your, at your word. Um, it's unbelievable. The U.S. Capitol Police here uh, were Capitol Police complicit in the riots. Let's see. Congressman Jim Cooper from Tennessee said his fear that the U.S. Capitol Police was somehow com- complicit in allowing the Capitol to be breached. Some people are worried that some police were complicit with the protesters. It's one thing to be friendly and to de-escalate the violence, but it's another thing to take selfies with them and let them go through the lines. So we shouldn't have, I guess we're not supposed to get to the bottom because when the truth comes to light, the truth has a liberal bias. So, why would you? Of course you're going to take the righteous in, indignation stance. And they also learned from the con man, their ultimate con man, they learned well. You don't like the truth? Be indignant. How dare you? How dare you question me? Well, if you got nothing to uh, be um, afraid of, they all saw the videos. They saw what we saw. Of course you have to get to the bottom. Of course some were complicit. Of course they were. What are you doing putting a Make America Great Again hat on your head? It's ridiculous. They think we're idiots. They think we're like the rest of... They think we're like Republicans. 
You see, they forget that the majority of the American people are not as stupid as the idiots who vote Republican. So, wait a minute. I haven't checked in on this chat room in a long time. Hmm. Let's see. Who's here? Public, Desert Claire says, public opinion polls show that Trump himself is more popular than the Republican Party as a whole. White right-wing evangelicals worship Trump like he's God. Yeah, Romney warns that Trump will win if he runs. And yeah, only if we let them, let them steal the elections, let them you know, manipulate the voting and kick people off the voting roll. This is how much, how important voting is. So according to, well, here's from Raw Story, Josh Hawley's CPAC speech was burned to the ground by his hometown <laughs> paper in a brutal editorial. On Saturday, the Kansas City Star editorial board scorched Josh Hawley's for, for, for his far-right speech at the 2021 CPAC convention. In particular, his insinuation that historians, academics, and politicians who want to, uh, to highlight the role of slavery and white supremacy in American history hate our culture and our country. Well, uh, isn't that how they, the Republicans roll? Part, this is what he said. Part of pushing back against liberals, he told the crowd, is reclaiming our history and saying it's good and we're proud to be Americans. You hear me? They're proud to be... Uh, I mean, there's nothing... You could be proud, but be, be proud of the America that we are. You could be proud of the American experiment, The uh, uh, but you... Have, like any adult, you take the good with the bad. Denying the truth of our founding and uh, the and that there are all types of American experiences. But denying that truth doesn't mean that you um, are somehow a patriot. All it means is that you're an imbecile. It's like a fantasy. And it also denigrates, not only does it denigrate the uh, half, more than half of the American people, but it, it invisalizes the, the experience. And it also it says that there, there is only one valid American experience, which in turn ensures that the American people will never be united at all. And thus... We won't, uh, we won't have a functioning democracy. So these republicans, they stand in the way of, of unity, of e pluribus unum. And they, I mean, on that level too, they're uh, a danger. Let's see, what time is it? Oh my God. Progressive Voices. You want to hear the rest of the show? Go to uh, rockfin.com. Go to iTunes, YouTube. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And remember, we will win. 
we stick together, we win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, and democracy. My name is Tara Devlin, and I'll see you soon. I guess I started too late. (laughs) All right. I got to get better at that cue. Can't believe how time flies. This is insane. Okay, where was I? We're proud to have come to live in a country that started with nothing and became the greatest country on the face of the earth. Now, other people in other countries, when they hear that, and I'm not asking, I know, they laugh. Okay? They think that is funny as hell. We live in the greatest country that ever was born. Get ready to rumble. Here comes Tara Jr. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Up. Up. Tara, up. All right, don't. Don't up. Let's get ready to live in the greatest country that ever loved a Jesus and a con man. It's unreal. What what's so great? I mean there's every country has positives and negatives. Not every I mean some are better than others. I w- in my opinion, I wouldn't want to live in uh Saudi Arabia. That's for sure. But it's not that America Hello. is perfect. Hey, oh. Dad. Bobby's wondering. Jesus Christ. I hate when that happens. I don't know if you heard that. An ad just started playing in my ear. Oh, I know, Terry. I hear you. We're proud to have come to live in a country that has started with nothing and became the great. started with, yeah, there was nothing here. Zero. There was empty. An empty plot of land, barren wasteland. There were no people here. There was no other cultures here. Nothing is here at all. And we made something out of it. I don't know. uh, Nobody was here to help at all. We're proud to live in a country. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm going to vomit. We're proud to live in a country that liberated slaves. This is what he said. I'm sorry. I gotta put you down. We're proud to live in a country that liberated slaves, but not in the country that had slaves? That sent for for over well, 400,000, it was half a million who died in the Civil War. All right, relax over there. We're proud to live in a country that liberated slaves. Seriously? This is the first thing for which we need to stand up and take a bow? Because it seems to some of us that no one should ever have tried to own other human beings to begin with. And Josh Hawley goes on. We didn't so much start with nothing as we stole... Wait, who said this? Sorry, sorry, sorry. We didn't so much start with nothing as... 
We stole what was here before we got here from the Native Americans. These are people responding to him. And when we did end slavery after a war in which the Confederacies, whose heroes Hawley defends, fought to preserve, we're awfully late coming around. And then did everything possible through Jim Crow laws to keep things as inadequate and inequitable as they'd been. This doesn't mean we hate America. It means we recognize reality and see the need to learn from it. This is the editorial board those wrote, wrote in response. The board took a swipe at Harley for calling for a, quote, new nationalism under the guise of a country boy, even though he is the son of a wealthy banker whose own hometown is split over him and highlighted the dark undertones of his concluding comment, America now, America first, America forever. This Doesn't this remind you of the German-American Bund? I have a feeling that if we are successful and democracy prevails, that future generations will look at the CPAC videos sort of like the same way we look at those old videos of the German-American Amer- German Bund meeting in, in Madison Square Garden in the 30s. You know, the German-American Bund was the American Nazi party. They paraded down Fifth Avenue and had a big giant, I think there was like 35,000 people at their at their convention or whatever. As Republican Wyoming Liz Cheney said, America first does sound familiar, but not in a good way drawing a parallel to the phrases used by Nazi sympathizers in the 30s. Exactly. Well, I just mentioned that. The America First came from the German-American Bund. That was their, the slogans. I mean, there's no... Oh, my God. Don't these people... They're not even trying. They're not trying to not seem fascist. It's it's out in the open. That's how much danger we're in. They don't even feel the need to to tamp it down and hide. They they're recycling the same old slogans. They the they're recycling everything about every other fascist. It was it's as if they I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they adopted a swastika as their slogan. I mean, as their whatever, their icon. Wow. Segregation now, segregation forever, Alabama Governor George Wallace said in 1963. That, too, was winked at in Hawley's ugly address. Hawley, Stanford history major, is not ignorant of any of the above shocked as he pretends to be that anybody else would acknowledge it. And that's sort of like the way he pretended to be shocked at being called a traitor and an insurrectionist. And uh, are you complicit? America's not hopelessly divided, concluded the board, but that's no thanks to Hawley. Yeah. 
Let's see. Uh, if it's not true, as Harley said in his fiery America First speech. Okay, I read that one part already. Unbelievable. We're in big ass trouble. All right, one last thing. I'm looking at the time, and we gotta gotta pop out at and about. Let me see. No, not too much. Not too much time. But yes, uh, we have. Let's play a couple of more clips from CPAC because it's only uh, an abomination. Here's something that annoyed the hell out of me. Ted Cruz. I gotta say, Orlando is awesome. Oh my God! I'm gonna kick him. It's not as nice as Cancun. Legally and peacefully. Oh, hardy, hardy, hardy. Nice. You son of a bitch. Hardy, hardy, hardy. They don't have to ever say sorry. That's it. There's no sin that they can commit. They can leave you. You could be in the middle of the worst natural disaster, whatever catastrophe, whatever. The pandemic that they helped make worse, they will leave you on the battlefield every time. And the f- how... Hold on, sit down, honey. He feels like he can simply make a joke out of it. What is so funny? People are still boiling water in Texas. What is funny about the people who, the, about the, 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 the environment that created the catastrophe in Texas? And then he flew away? And I thought he was, he apologized to his, his constituents. Oh, it was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, so you go and make a joke out of it? I gotta say, Orlando is awesome! It's not as nice as Cancun. But it's nice! Does he seem like somebody who's learned his lesson? That's what I mean. Everything Republicans stand for, it's all bullshit. So he he ran out of options and had to apologize. Some of the Republicans said he shouldn't have apologized, but was it sincere? You think he learned his lesson? No, he learned that next time don't get caught. You think that he next time when uh, it's his he could do something to help. He's not going to F off out of there and teach his daughters to be a bunch of F offs too. Wanting to be a good dad. I showed my daughters that when the going gets tough, the Republicans F off to Cancun. Holy shit. It makes me unreal. <laughs> me, unreal. Just makes me unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. I'm trying to find the words. Well, I can't talk. 
lately. I don't know why. Maybe I have Alzheimer's. That's what I think sometimes. Well, you know, my father had Alzheimer's, so. Whenever I have problems with words, I think. Oh, here we go. But anyway, and I'm sure you saw the golden calf at CPAC. It's, you can't write this. Aren't they ashamed? No, they're not. Being a Republican means you're shameless. There is no shame. Well, about three years ago when they were coming out with the uh, baby Trump and the uh, Trump on a toilet, naked Trump, I was disgusted with those and I said I could do a better job. The first place I took it to was Trump's birthday party. Uh, in, it's ugly uh, as shit. Mar-a-Lago. And um, the Trump baby and the Trump on a toilet are decent. This thing is nothing but a tacky abomination. That's gold. It's ugly. Oh, he's got a magic wand, I see. And they all want to take pictures with it. Well, uncoincidentally, the golden Trump statue was made in Mexico. Of course it was. This is from Slate. A golden statue of former President Donald Trump has turned into the talk of the town at CPAC. CNN, for example calls the more than six-foot statue the indisputable star of the conference. The statue has Trump wearing a suit, jacket with a white shirt and red tie, plus American flag, shorts. How gross. I I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? Dummies. I'm talking to the Republicans now. Uh, do you know who the hell you're worshiping? He is a grifter. And not a very good one either. We all know he's a grifter. He's been fined for being a grifter. He's used the, the tax code of this damn kiss-up, kick-down American oligarchy to his benefit while he sucked on the American teat and rid, he's ridden us all to the bank for his entire worthless life. And you think he's some kind of magician? What did he actually do? He didn't do anything except funnel more money to the, to the rich, take it from everybody else, and kill 500,000 Americans in six months. Oh, oh, he also made us the laughing stock of the world. Jesus Christ. And the, the guy writes, he's wearing a business suit because he's a businessman. The red tie, this is the so-called artist who created this abomination. The red tie represents the Republican Party. The red, white, and blue shirts, re- shorts re- represent the fact. Oh, God. Hold on to your lunch and dinner. Represent the fact that he's a patriot. Really? They have a low bar for patriotism. Some people are just born to be slaves. I guess they are, Limbaugh. 
Unreal. <laughs> A little late on that cue. Let me read that again. Is the red, right, and blue shorts represent the fact that he's a patriot. <laughs> that sounds better. The sandals is the way Zegan chose to represent that Trump was in his golden year. Oh, this is such a reach. He's in his golden years and could be on the beach if he wants to. That's why he's wearing sandals. I'm sure there's a a less a a, a a more accurate version that probably reflects the fact that he had he had some golden sandals laying around and needed to find a use for them. The Zegan told Politico that the fiberglass statue was made in Mexico <laughs> over a period of six months in the resort. It took six months to make that piece of shit? In the resort town of Rosario, Rosario, yeah, Rosarito, he took it to Tampa where it was painted in chrome. So it's... It's not gold, of course. Then he got a U-Haul to transport it to CPAC. If someone offered me a hundred thousand, I'd take it. Yeah, good luck, honey. Good luck, cause they're still trying to sell Twitler's um his childhood home here in Queens. Nobody wants it. Please, nobody will. Don't these people understand? No, they don't. I'm sorry. But that's why we have to understand and we have to make those Democrats who, um, for some reason, are confused that they're, that they're not the majority party. That they're confused who they're dealing with. They think that they're, uh, they don't need, they, they need more traitors to jump on the bandwagon. They're concerned that they're leaving too many traitors across the aisle. They, they're inviting them into the big tent. But uh, do they understand this? This is a cult, and it's a minority cult. There's no reaching them. We All we can do is protect this, the country from them. That's our duty. I, I mean, you got to think about history and go back in time. And what, I have to wonder what would have happened in Germany if uh, people took Hitler seriously. Let's not be fooled. These, all of these Republicans... They will, if, okay, let's say, if the uh, another f f alternate future had developed and Twitler was successful in his coup attempt, if he was successful and he got some secretaries of state to go along with contesting and overturning, uh, let's say in Georgia, the secretary of state 
miraculously found Twitler, his his 31,000 votes, whatever he wanted, 15,000. Let's say that could have happened. And if the over 60 court cases that Twitler took, that, that a couple of them were successful, even though they had they didn't have a leg to stand on. And and the Republicans are lying, of course, about that and saying, oh, they were thrown out on standing. No, they weren't. They were thrown out on the merits. That's why many of the judges who threw out Twitler's court cases threw these cases out with prejudice. Meaning, don't find yourself a place, this is uh, an appropriate venue for this. Don't even come back. Don't come back, assholes. You don't, it's not about standing. Don't come back at all. You are full of it. You're wasting the court's time. Don't waste our time again. That's why they threw them out with prejudice. But the Republicans don't don't care. They lie. They are lying. But so there are plenty of co-conspirators, as we can see. What if in an alternate future or an alternate universe, somewhere Twitler was successful and finding those votes and overturning different uh, elect- electors. You think that these same Republicans, the Ted Cruz's, the Mitch McConnell's, that they wouldn't have gone along with it? With the big lie? And then let's say Twitler, all of a sudden journalists started getting dismembered like uh, our Saudi, his Saudi um, master. So uh, what would we do? What would the Republicans do? They would go along with it. Anything that Twitler said, they had an opportunity after this September, uh, September 11th, I almost said, the January 6th attack. They had an opportunity to cut the cord, to, to he, they're not getting tweeted at anymore. Thankfully, that's our only saving grace too. That's one of the saving graces that the that Twitler doesn't have his platform. But the Republicans, they're not going to get tweeted at anymore. They could, they could most certainly all band together. You see, if they could band together to try to kick people off of health care and ensure that the American working class remains as the American working poor, you think they would want to band together to stop an autocrat from getting hold of this, this sad, dying system. Oh, it's only dying because of uh, so many goddamn traitors working for their own interests because that's what it's about money and politics that's where we can trace the decline really of this of this country otherwise um there would be no other reason if uh if not for the money in politics our representatives would have to answer to us and things that have a seven over seventy percent approval rating, and uh, uh, f- like um, 
the uh, pandemic relief or whatever it might be, or background checks on gun pur purchases, which has a 90% approval, that would get done. But it doesn't get done. And we are treated to the pantomime of uh, concern that some of our fellow Americans might be getting too, I guess, getting too uh, cushy in the social safety net hammock. That's what the, we're, they're trying to tell us. So they all have to, I don't know, they have to slow it down. They have to ensure that only the, the deserving get relief. But these Republicans, they had an opportunity to get rid of this cancer. It's a cancer in the Republican Party. Uh, that's what I heard in 2016. If we let, elect him, if we make him our standard bearer, we, it will destroy us and we'll deserve it. Well, they're taking us all with them. If they could help it, they, if they can, they will. They will take us all down. With, they're going to take this country down if we allow them. And that's why I cannot, I can't, I can't abide these Democrats going along with it. Get, it's like, it's, it really is like whiplash. If you watch the corporate media, you'll get all kinds of stories on Donald uh, around about the Capitol attack on January 6th. And then you'll get another story right after it about how the Democrats aren't getting bipartisan support for something. And I'm like, well, I thought that we had uh, one party that is pro-democracy and the other party are a bunch of traitors uh, who are complicit with a con man traitor. It's really sick. No wonder this country is so confused. We can't get, uh, we can't advance, we can't have universal health care or things that the other rest of the world have for decades. Because it's a constant cognitive dissonance. Oh, my God. Many on Twitter were quick to recall the Old Testament story of the golden calf that angered Moses. Yep, idol worship isn't conservative. Restore our GOP, Representative Adam Kinzinger said. Yeah. Good luck. It's irredeemable. The GOP. My God. Oh, my God. Thank you, Slow Tree, for another super chat. God. Yes. All right. One last thing. What time is it? Before we go, I just wanted to say we would talk about the minimum wage and it's sickening that we're, what, who's this parliamentarian? Give me a break. We all, so now people have to starve because 
some parliamentarian said, well, David Sirota wrote an article for his daily poster, David Sirota and Andrew Perez, saying a secret, there is a secret memo being passed around among Democrats. Secret memo shows how Harris must advance the minimum wage hike. On Thursday, a key Senate official advised Democratic lawmakers that the chamber's rules do not allow them to include a minimum wage hike in President Biden's first COVID relief legislation. The ruling came from the parliamentarian means that Vice President, Vice President Kamala Harris could decide the fate of one of the Democratic Party's most significant campaign promises, but it remains unclear what she will end up doing. As the presiding officer of the Senate, Harris, who has, a, who has long touted her support for a $15 minimum wage, can now use the power her predecessors have used to ignore the advisory opinion and fulfill Biden's campaign promise to boost the wage, a confidential memo obtained by the Daily Poster now circulating on Capitol Hill spells out exactly how this could be accomplished. However, White House Chiefs, Chief of Staff Ron Klain this week declared that Harris will refuse to use that power, a decision that would effectively put the Biden-Harris administration in the position of potentially killing the prospect of the minimum wage legislation. Immediately after the parliamentarian's ruling, the White House issued a statement reiterating Klain's comment, declaring that Biden respects the parliamentarian's decision, which makes me want to vomit. The congressional Democrats have already been arguing that the Biden administration's refusal, refusal, oh shit, hold on. Stupid ad started playing again. Uh, Refusal to overrule the parliamentarian would be immoral and a political disaster for their party. It's been 12 years since we've raised the minimum wage. And if we're going to make these promises, we have to be able to deliver on them, says Democratic Rep. Pramila Jayapal. Because I'll tell you what, in two years, when people vote in the midterms, you're not going to be able to say, well, I'm sorry, we couldn't raise the minimum wage because the parliamentarian ruled that we couldn't do it. That's not going to fly. Ultimately, it's the vice president of the United States. The maddening process conversation surrounding this $15 wage increase is the result of Democrats refusing to eliminate the legislative filibuster, which means Republicans can block most legislations unless Democrats find 60 votes. As such, Democrats are working to pass the COVID bill using the convoluted budget reconciliation process. This process will allow for a simple majority vote on the legislation, but it also allows Senate parliamentarian Elizabeth McDonough to recommend tossing certain provisions if she describes or decides they violate the so-called bird rule, which is designed to prohibit extraneous matters outside the federal spending issues to be added to the budget to budget legislation. The minimum wage, however, has budget implications, according to the CBO, which is why proponents had hoped McDonough, whatever, McDubdub, would advise that it's in order, especially since the nonpartisan 
parliamentarian has previously ruled that other less significant budget-related issues were in order. McDonough, however, refused to do so on Thursday evening. The development is not catastrophic for the $15 wage increase if Harris simply uses her power to ignore the opinion and clear the path for the measure she has long insisted she supports. The problem is that the White House is signaling she will do the opposite. In an MSNBC interview on Wednesday, Klain said that if the parliamentarian advises Democrats against including the minimum wage hike, the White House will not want de- Democrats to move ahead with it. If Harris refuses to use her power, that decision could leave more workers who are paid poverty wages and toiling in hazardous conditions during a pandemic to wait indefinitely for better pay. It's sickening. So a confidential memo spells out the path forward in a new memo circulating to lawmakers. Harris's power as presiding chair of the Senate is spelled out, citing a precedent set during the Clinton administration. It would take 60 votes to overrule or overturn the ruling of the chair on a bird rule point point of order, regardless of what the parliamentarian advises, states the memo, based on a search of the congressional record, it appears that only twice has the chair's ruling on a bird rule point of order been repealed. Both instances occurred in 1993 during the consideration of the Omnibus Budget Reconciliation Act of 1993. That was after the first... Wait, when was that? Well, when Republicans destroyed the government and the country during... When was that? 93. Well, what? Doesn't matter. Well, and then Clinton balanced the budget. That's what happened. Neither appeared, appeal garnered the 60 votes. The memo. Okay. Well, the point is, let's get to the bottom because I'm looking at the time. Uh, If you watch the White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain's appearance on MSNBC Wednesday, it was abundantly clear that he and his colleagues will do not view securing the minimum wage hike as a priority. Instead, Klain went to the mat to defend Biden's scandal-plagued Office of Management and Budget nominee Neera Tandon, who probably won't have the votes to win confirmation. Klain said, we're fighting our guts out to get her confirmed. If Neera Tandon is not confirmed, she will not become the budget director. We will find some other place for her to serve in the administration. The contrast couldn't be more stark. The Biden administration appears to be pulling out all the stops to confirm a Washington insider to a relatively obscure position, but not doing the same to fight for policy that polls show is wildly popular and economic data suggests is desperately needed. Okay, this is the problem with Democrats right here. People want fighters. Who cares? Do you really think if the parliamentarian went against something that Twitler wanted to do, let's say Twitler wanted to make the minimum wage, eliminate the minimum wage, and the Republicans, of course, would fall into line. And the bud- if the parliamentarian ruled against it, do you think that would stop them? 
Absolutely not. It's time for the Democratic Party to fight like our lives actually depend upon it because they do. It is inexcusable and unacceptable that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris do not fight. And the Democratic Party needs to get rid of the filibuster. Here, uh, This is how we have to win. There is no other time. The time is now. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. Remember, we will win. We stick together. We win. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. All right. God. God, God, God. That's the end of the show. But the point is, do you think? Am I wrong here? This is bullshit. This is incredible bullshit. And I wish it was only bullshit. I wish. Because the fact is, (laughs) it's another... um, it's another kind of it's kind of another nail in the coffin for getting this country back from if we are going to save this country from fascism we have to deliver for the american people that's it you can't say um oh i'm sorry the parliamentarian said no You have to fight. Look at FDR. When FDR tried to pass New Deal legislation and it kept getting overturned by the Supreme Court, FDR said, F you, Supreme Court. I'm coming for you now. And that's what the Democrats need to do. Oh, the parliamentarian says no? Well, guess what? We're going to end the filibuster. And these other freaking Democrats better fall in line. But I, I'm getting the feeling that... I, I don't think that some of these Democrats are, uh, are serious. Um, I don't know. It's unbelievable. But not. It's completely believable. All right. I have to uh, get the show ready for progressive voices. <sighs> guys, 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 guys. What are you going to do? Become a patron at patreon.com if you must. Remember, join us on Discord. I don't know. I'm pissed off. It's, I have, I'm still kind of digesting it all. digesting CPAC watching CPAC is not good for your brain and but watching it all everything has to be taken in context so watching CPAC and then listening to Democrats not listening to them roll over again for the parliament friggin'tarian? F you, parliamentarian. You're wrong. You're wrong. My God. All right. We have to fight. Yeah. 
Terry Taylor on the chat says they're beholden to their donors. We need, uh, I don't know. I have to think about it. What we need. I know what we need. We need, but it's just, we've got to get money out of politics. But in the meantime, these damn, dem, these goddamn Democrats, really, these goddamn Democrats, I, I'm more annoyed, to put it mildly, at them because I expect this from Republicans, but then the Democrats, it's like when you're friends, when you're, I know that, I, I know what we're dealing with with Democrats. I'm not naive, please. But I do, I get, sometimes I get, I guess maybe, is it naive? Because I'm like, how could you, Dems? How could you? But why am I surprised? Could you, I, I, I remember during Obama, I was constantly in a state of frustration and anger because he was he wouldn't fight he was and here we are this is a direct result of that and it's all bill clinton oh help us all right guys 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 thank you we have more stuff to talk about we can maybe talk about it on Monday if somebody becomes a patron. Somebody if somebody cares enough to become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Otherwise, I'm going to be on Leslie Marshall's show on Monday. 3, 3.30? With Brad Bannon and Mark Grimaldi. And... We have other things to talk about, so become a patron and we'll do another show. How about that? How about that? All right, guys, guys, guys. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for being a supporter in all the ways you can support. And thank you, Brian Shea, for being the latest patron. I really, really, really appreciate it you will keep us going and keep us growing my name is tara devlin thank you for hanging out remember we will win we're on the right side of history right side of decency dignity and democracy and we will win we stick together we win there's ray right behind me ray 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 I will see you very soon.